Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Redmen TV and your latest edition of Expert Insight. My name is Dan Club, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined once again by the brilliant Price of Football podcast host, Kieran Maguire. Kieran, how are you doing? You okay? All good. It's it's nice to be on a show which doesn't involve a club in a crisis. I've spent the last week dealing with. Uh, Scunthorpe and yeah. Reading and Southend and a few others. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. This this is this is a this is a fun day out for me. Yeah, I can imagine a club um, in the opposite of a crisis actually right now. Really, in many senses, I think what we're going to discuss um, actually puts us in ruder financial health, if that is a term that is allowed to be used. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned the scumphobe stuff there. I've seen a little bit of Sheffield Wednesday unrest as well this morning. Maybe not necessarily financial as such, but it's a bit of a mess uh, anyway. But yeah, Liverpool definitely are a mess on the field or off the field, as it turns out right now. And like I say, that's been given a boost. I think it's fair to say. Um, um, by news that Dynasty Equity have got a minority investment in the football club. Um, they've gained, I think it's a single-figure percentage share of FSG's stake in Liverpool. The figures we are led to believe are between the $100 million to $200 million mark. That's quite a wide-ranging sum of money, of course. Um, I guess the place to start with, Kieran, Liverpool were looking for investment for nigh on 12 months. Um, it was announced sort of last November time, so we're getting towards the 12-month mark. This, of course, of course, has brought an end to that search for investment. Have you been surprised at all by the source of investment, given it's a private equity? fund obviously the firm america new york based has that shocked you or is that quite par for the course if you like I, I think given fsg's background it's no surprise that they've gone for another american investor um an organization which probably aligns to fsg's position with regards to sport i.e they're not football fans they are very good at running businesses and their view is that you can do both at the same time. Um, the the success of Liverpool has increased the demand for people to to get to Anfield to see to see the team and FSG to a certain extent have delivered that with the with the ongoing stadium expansion. FSG don't like to borrow a lot of money if in an ideal world, especially with interest rates high. So this is a way of giving away a slice of Liverpool 
to to somebody else, but with the view that FSG have now got let let's say that they end up with ninety percent, but it's ninety percent of a bigger cake than than a hundred percent of a smaller one. So they feel that overall they're probably in a better better position, uh, as will be the finances of the club going forwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a tip of a win-win for all parties. And when I did a little bit of digging into exactly who this group of people were, I seen one of the first six advisors they appointed and um, was actually on the board of FSG as well. I think he was the vice chair of FSG for a while. So, yeah, wheels are in wheels kind of makes a lot of sense when you dig a little bit deeper into it, of course. In terms of the cash then, we've, like I said, we've seen sort of wide-ranging figures speculated, but... The, the, the reasoning behind the surge for investment has kind of been outlined in quite clear sense. It was on the Anfield expansion to cover some of the cost of the summer transfers, a little bit of the cost from COVID still, I imagine, sort of loans taken out at that time where every football club was having to do so, of course, and buying back Melbourne, which, of course, Liverpool's women have now gone into and they're using that as their training base. Is is this type of mechanism to cover costs in that sense? Is that quite common practice? And I guess, do the figures therefore make sense? And is this a, a bit of a smart play from FSG then? Because they might have been paying out high interest on a lot of these loans and they might have been sort of covering their own costs for a long period of time. But this now, decent influx of money can pay off this in one go. Yeah, I think what you normally try to do in business is that you try to align spending with borrowings or spending with funding. So what we have here is that we've got some significant infrastructure costs at Liverpool. They're going to benefit the club on a long-term basis. So if you're looking for long-term funding and you've got two options, you can borrow from a bank ultimately, but you're going to have to pay interest or you can give money to, you can, you can attract fresh investment in the form of fresh shareholders they see the benefits straight away because they will see the reduced interest costs that will flow through to higher profits. That increases the value of the business. Uh, you've got higher income streams on the back of this as well with an expanded Anfield. And uh, it, it, it's a logical thing to do. What what you don't like to see is is people borrowing to, just to just to shore up uh, the short term position, you know, and you know, I appreciate this is a Liverpool podcast. Even as Liverpool fans, you, you don't want to see Everton suffer, you know, because you can't have rivalries without rivals. Mm -hmm. And the position that they're in, where they're, they're effectively having to take short-term borrowings to pay the wages, to pay the next set of transfer instalments and so on. That's how that's how you wouldn't normally advise it. So so Liverpool, very, very canny FSG. They, they're very forensic in their approach to the finances. And I think... I understand sometimes the you know, fans of a moan because the, the, the club isn't necessarily where they want it to be. And, and everybody saying, unless you're top of the league, it's not where I want it to be. But um, they are very, very savvy from a business point of view. That comes at a cost because you end up alienating the hardcore fan base. You you don't necessarily align with, with the values of, you know, I, I work in the city of Liverpool um, you know, and, I've talked to to people in my corridor who are, you know half a red, half a blue, as as you know yourself, Dan. Mm. Um, and they say we we tolerate FSG because we know that they're smart, but that there's been there's been too many times when Project Big Picture, Super League, trying to uh, trying to effectively claim the crest of Liverpool as a, as a copyright. Yeah, these things just they they're just slightly uneasy things. Mm -hmm. But they're still smart businessmen, and we've seen what happens when non-smart businessmen take over football clubs, and we don't want to be there.
No, absolutely, yeah. And they have definitely made missteps along the way, but I think it's fair to say, and I don't think I'd be in the minority with this, I imagine most people have the belief they've made more smart decisions than bad ones. And yeah, a, a part of their success has been getting the very best in class on board in every department, essentially. And I wonder whether they've done this this time around as well, because in terms of uh, dynasty equity then, like... I touched upon it earlier. They are very much in their infancy as a as a company, as a corporation, as an entity, I guess, because they only really formed in 2022. But this is definitely their flagship investment to date. Is this a sign from them, a bit of a statement of intent in terms of what they want to be? And also, I guess, what can you tell us about the sort of the personnel behind it? Because having done a little bit of looking, I don't know this world as well as you do, of course, they seem like very, also very intelligent businessmen. If, if I'd set up a new business and I want to make a statement, then you align yourself with one of the biggest brands in the industry. And that's what they've done. You know, so everybody say, you know, that, that everybody's now talking about them because if it was, you know, if it was Huddersfield that they bought outright, if, if, if it was Barnsley or, or another club, and that's no disrespect. Those, those are great clubs. and They, they represent their towns uh, extremely well. It wouldn't be spoken about on NBC. It wouldn't be. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply spoken about all over the world in, in in the way that we have seen the reaction it'll be in it'll be in the financial times it'll be in the wall street journal and it gives it gives dynasty a chance to raise their profile it gives them as a as a you know broadly as a private equity organization the ability to go to to people that it wants to manage their wealth and say look already with liverpool yeah you can't get better than that can you so the, the people involved they're smart cookies. They're good at what they do. 